Reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, chapter 15, text 1. She
then. Then. Cha. Cha. And. And. Bhaganda Vayaha. Bhaganda Vayaha. The age of Bhaganda. The age of Bhaganda. Year 6 to 10. Year 6 to 10. Shitao. Shitao. Attaining. Attaining. Praje. Praje. In Vrindavan. In Vrindavan. Babu Matu. Babu Matu. They. They. Rama and Krishna. Rama and Krishna. The two of them. The two of them. Pashupala. Pashupala. As cowards. As cowards. Along with their friends. Oh, sorry. Appointed. Appointed. Gaha. Gaha. The cows. Chayanta. Chayanta. Tendi. Sakibhi Sama. Along with their friends. Along with their friends. The marks of their feet. Vrindavan, Srivindavan, Punyam, Auspicious, Ativa, Extremely, Jagatuhu, Zemi. Translation. Shukadeva Goswami said, When Lord Rama and Lord Krishna attained the age of Kaubanda 6 to 10 while living in Vrindavan, the coward men allowed him to take up the task of tending the cows. Engaging thoughts in the company of their friends, the two boys rendered the land of Vrindavan most auspicious by imprinting upon it the marks of their lotus feet. So we'll do the translation. Shukadeva Goswami said, When Lord Rama and Lord Krishna attained the age of Pauganda 6 to 10, while living in Vrindavan, the car men allowed them Take up the task of tending the cows. Take up the task of tending the cows. Engaging close in the company of their friends. Engaging close in the company of their friends. The two boys rendered the land of Vrindavan. Two boys rendered the land of Vrindavan. Most auspicious by imprinting upon it. Most auspicious by imprinting upon it. The marks of their lotus feet. Purport. Lord Krishna wanted to encourage his cowherd boyfriends who had been swallowed by Magasar and then stolen by Lord Brahman. Therefore, the Lord decided to bring them into the palm tree forest called Talava, where there were many delicious ripe fruits. Since Lord Krishna's spiritual body had apparently grown slightly in age and strength, the senior man of Vrindavan man by Maharaj decided to promote Krishna from the task of herding calves to the status of a regular cowboy boy. He would now take care of the full grown cows, bulls, and oxen. Out of great affection, Nana Maharaj had previously considered Krishna too small and immature to take care of full grown cows and bulls. Instead, in Kartika Mahatma section of the Padma Purana, Shuklashtami Kartiketu Smita Bhopashtami Kalat Kadina Vasudevopurpapurham Tuvapsapam. Eighth learned day, the bright fortnight. The month of Kartik is known by authorities as Bokashami. From that day, Lord Vasudev served as a coward, whereas previously he had tended the calves. The word Padai indicates that Lord Krishna blessed the earth by walking on her surface with his lotus feet. The Lord wore no shoes or other footgear, but walked barefoot in the forest, giving great anxiety to the girls of Vrindavan, who feared that his soft lotus feet would be injured. So, read the we supposed to read the first part also? The, okay, the introduction. He doesn't have it. Oh, you don't have it? You can still read it. I should read it? 
Okay. This chapter describes how Lord Balaram and Lord Krishna attending their cows in the pastures of Vrindavan killed Dinamshura, enabled the residents of Vrindavan to eat the fruits of the tall trees, and saved the young cowherds from Kali's poison. Reviewing their boyhood Kaukanda phase of pastimes, Ram and Krishna were one day bringing the cows to pasture, and they entered an enchanted forest, decorated with a clear lake. There, they began playing forest sports along with their friends. Pretending to tire, Baladev laid his head upon the lap of the coward boy and rested as Lord Krishna helped relieve his elder brother's fatigue by massaging his feet. Then Krishna also placed his head on the lap of the coward boy to rest. And another coward boy massaged his feet. In this way, Krishna Balarama and their coward friends enjoyed various customs. During this play, Sridham, Subhal, Stoke Krishna, and other cowboy boys described to Ram and Krishna a wicked and irresponsible demon named Tehuka, who had assumed the form of a jackass and was living in the Talpan forest near Govardhan Hill. This forest was full of many varieties of sweet fruits, but fearing this demon, no one dared try to relish the taste of those fruits, so someone had to kill the demon and all his associates. Lord Ram and Lord Krishna, hearing of the situation, set off in this forest to fulfill the desire of their companions. Arriving at Talavan, Lord Balaram shook many fruits out of the palm trees, and as soon as he did so, the jackass demon Tehuka ran swiftly to attack him. But Balaram grabbed his hind legs with one hand, whirled them around and threw him into the top of a tree, thus slaying him. All of Tehuka's friends overcome by fury, they rushed to attack, but Ram and Krishna took hold of them one by one, swung them around and killed them until the disturbance was finally finished. When Krishna and Balaram returned to the coward community, Yashoda and Rakini placed them on their respective laps. They kissed their faces, fed them with finely prepared food, and then put them to bed. Some days later, Lord Krishna went with his friends, but without his older brother, to the banks of the colony in order to tend the cows. The cows and power boys became very thirsty and drank some water from the Kalindi, but they having contaminated with poison, and they all fell unconscious on the riverbank. Krishna then brought them back to life by the merciful rain of his glance, and all of them, regaining their consciousness, appreciated his great mercy. <laughs> Amagana Tiranda Sagan Jarashalakaya Chakshu Miritanyana Tasma Sigaramea. So I'd like to um, read from Nectar of Devotion. So we get an idea about the cowherd friends of Krishna, as Sri Rupa Goswami describes it. And by, by seeing Krishna's friends in Vrindavan, by hearing about his friends, we naturally become attracted to Sakyavat. So let's hear about, about Krishna with his friends. Um, so their personal bodily features, their qualities and their dress are all equal to Krishna's. Of course, Krishna has a Kastuba gem, so you can tell them apart. Uh, and, and yeah, But they also wear peacock feathers too. Did you know that? The cowboy boys also wear peacock feathers. So, um, and they're called Vayasyas. Here in this verse, they were called Sakas. Sakas. 
and they're fully confident of protection by Krishna. They see every day, you know, he's killing one demon after another. In the third canto, it's, it's telling that Kamsa is sending these demons um, because they're just like toys for Krishna. You have a toy uh, calf, you have a, a toy ass uh, in this chapter. And you know, kids, it doesn't take long for them to break their toys. So Krishna plays with these toys that Kamsa sends him and, and they finish very quickly. Not guaranteed. So they pray, these um, devotees sometimes pray, let us offer our respectful obeisances unto the Vyasyas of Krishna, who are firmly convinced of Krishna's friendship and protection and whose devotion to Krishna is ever fixed. They are fearless and on a level equal with Krishna. They discharge their transcendental loving devotion service. So they think themselves as good as Krishna. Now this is a, a very high rasa. <coughs> so when Krishna was holding up Govardhan Hill with his left hand, they, his friend said, Dear friend, you've been standing the last seven days and nights without any rest, and this is very troublesome for us. So we think, um, don't stand there any longer like that. Just, just give it to Sudama. And if you think um, he can't do it, at least you should change hands so we can massage your hand. And so this, these are the friends. Yeah, let's give it to Sudama. Let him do it instead of you. So there's a, a description of Krishna's feeling for his friends in Vrindavan. He said to Balaram, My dear brother, when my friends were being devoured by Agasura, hot tears poured down from my eyes. And as they were washing my cheeks at for at least a moment, I forgot myself. And so Krishna forgets completely that he's God, of course. Uh, and he lets his friends climb on his shoulders and play with him like equals, fight with him. So there's four groups of friends. There's uh, the well-wishers, they're older. The friends, they're equal. Confidential friends and intimate friends. So the well-wisher is a little bit older. They have some parental affection. Even Balaram can be in this category too. Balaram is, is actually related in three ways. In the parental, it also as the friend of Sakiras, and also servitude. Sometimes Balaram likes to serve Krishna also. And sometimes he just plays. And sometimes he's, he, he acts like an elder also. So the well-wishers, the ones who are older, they always want to protect Krishna. So they carry weapons. They actually carry weapons so they can chastise any mischievous person. So who are these? I'll just tell a few names. Mani, Mandali Bhadra, Virabhadra, Vijaya, and Balabhadra. So one, here's an example of uh, how they want to protect Krishna. One, uh, one friend said, My dear Mandali Bhadra, why are you having, wielding a shining sword like you're running toward Aristashira to kill him, Baladev. Why are you unnecessarily bearing that heavy cloud? My dear Vijaya, don't be unnecessarily agitated. My dear Brother Vardana, there's no need to make these threatening motions. If you all look more closely, you can see it's only a thundercloud on Govardhan Hill. It's not Aristashira in the shape of a bull. So they were seeing this cloud as Aristashira and they were running to protect Krishna actually. So, Mandali Bhaja and Balabhaja are the chief. Mandali Bhaja, his complexion is yellowish, his dress is attractive, he carries a stick of various colors. 
He wears a peacock feather. So here's one that wears a peacock feather on his head. And, uh, and his attitude, here's his attitude. He said, my dear friends, our beloved Krishna is now very tired from working with the cows and from traveling all over the forest. I can see he's very fatigued. Let me massage his head silently while he's taking rest in his house. And you, Subal, you massage his thighs. So now the younger friends, they are called Sakas. And some of those names are Vishal, Vishal, Ojasvi, Devaprasta, Varutapa, Maranda, Kusumapira, Manibanda, and Karandama. And they want to serve Krishna. And sometimes they, they, they would go at midnight to the house of Ishoda and say, okay, let's go, time to go to the forest. No, she said, you crazy, it's midnight now. Go back to, go back to your house. That was his, his sakas. So sometimes they would stay until morning, and Yashoda would see, oh, come here, Vishal, why are you standing there? Come here. And, and so with his, her permission, she would, he would help dress Krishna, put on the ankle bells. And Krishna would beat him with his flute, and his mother would chastise him, why are you beating him like that? He's your friend. So, uh, yes. Krishna would laugh, and the friend would laugh, and so these are the activities of Krishna's sakas. Sometimes Krishna's cows would go here and there. The sakas would bring them back and say, Yeah, your cows are going off. We brought them. So sometimes cows would send a demon almost every day. So almost daily there's a different kind of demon. And after fighting with the demon, Krishna would feel tired. So then um, the sakas would come and try to relieve him. My dear Vishal, take this fan of lotus leaves, fan Krishna, so he may feel some comfort. Varutapa, brush the scattered hairs in Krishna's head, which had fallen on his face. Vishal, don't talk unnecessarily. Immediately massage Krishna's body. Just see how our friend Krishna has become tired. So Devaprastha is described. He is very strong, a ready scholar, very expert in playing ball. So if you're attached playing ball before you were a devotee, don't worry. You will be able to play ball when you go to the local Vrindavan. So I don't know about cricket. Probably something better than cricket and baseball in the West. Something much better. Um, and you'll play with spiritual balls, spiritual fruits. And it won't be like here. Um, so Devaprasta wears a white dress. He ties his hair into a bunch with a rope. Whenever there's a fight, Devaprasta is there to help. One of the gopis once said to her friend, my dear beautiful friend, when Krishna was taking rest in the cave of a hill, he was keeping his head on the arms of Sridhama, putting his left hand on Dhamma's chest. Then Devaprastha immediately began to massage his legs. So that's what they're doing, that the friends are doing. They're not just fighting and playing, they're also massaging Krishna, fanning Krishna. Um, so, and they're greatly distressed uh, and they cannot, if they cannot see Krishna even for a moment. There is, now here is the prayer. We can pray to Krishna's cowherd friends. Um, all glories to Krishna's friends who are just like Krishna in their age, qualities, pastimes, dress, and beauty. They play on their flutes made of palm leaves. So palm leaf fruits. Any, anybody has seen a palm leaf fruit, flute? That must be. Very, you have seen. Oh, that's interesting. They take, I mean, the leaves, it won't work, right? Is it the stem of the... 
The what? This palm. Oh, palm. Okay. All right. A flute made of palm leaves. Um, yes, he has seen. Yeah. And uh, they had jewels like Indulila, all the special jewels like Krishna. And they're always happy. May all these power friends always protect us. The ecstatic love in, in friendship, Vrishava, he was out collecting flowers in the hot sun to offer to Krishna, and the sun was very, very hot. It was noon. And although it was scorching hot, Vrishava felt it like moonshine. So if you become a friend of Krishna, you can also expect that the hot sun will turn to moon, cool moonshine. Um, so that is, even you're put into great difficulty even like the Pandavas, they feel all their miserable conditions, great facilities for serving Krishna. So when Krishna is one, one year to five years old, he reciprocates with his parents in the Sahiras. From six to ten, he's mainly with his friends. And from eleven to fifteen, he's with his girlfriends, the gopis. And so everyone loves Krishna, and Krishna loves everyone, and they have all these exchanges all the time. So if we hear Srimad Bhagavatam, it brings us to the point to get a glimpse of what is available in Goloka Vrindavan. This is what we're hearing about. It's an exchange of love. Um, love makes Goloka go round, and here lust makes this world go round. So better to be uh, with love. So um, now, uh, Sanatana Goswami says the calves were protected by Krishna despite still drinking milk from their mothers were unable to give up Krishna's association. So even though Krishna was with the cows, the calves were also trying to follow him out to the forest. They didn't want to stay back. And so now Krishna's feet, Sanatana uh, Goswami, oh, this is Sarata Darshani, Krishna Chakravati. He says that previously, since Krishna's feet were very soft and small, the impressions of the flag and under sim symbols were very faint. You could hardly see them. But now, at the age of six, his 21 marks were clearly visible. You could see them very nicely. So, ativa, that's the word ativa here in the Sanskrit. Extremely. And this made Vrindavan very, very beautiful. And Kunti also said in her prayers that you are marking our, our land with the marks of your lotus feet, so therefore everything is very auspicious. So, I mean, he didn't go barefooted in Hastinapur, as far as I know. When he used to visit the Pandavas, he was a king, and he would wear shoes. So their kingdom must have extended through Raj, sounds like to me. And that's why she said that. So the gopis prayed that they're mentioned here in this purport. Yate sujata charanam muruham staneshu pita shanaipira tadivahikar kasheshu Oh, dearly beloved, the lotus feet are so soft. We place them gently on our breasts, fearing your feet will be hurt. Our life rests only in you. Our minds are filled with anxiety that your tender feet might be wounded by pebbles as you roam about the forest path. So Yashoda would always worry also about Krishna and if he was okay. Um, and here's a description of Yashoda in anxiety. Your movements are slackened, you're full of anxiety, your eyes 
or without any movement, and in your breathing, there's a kind of a, it's very hot, which is bringing your breast milk to the boiling point. All these conditions prove out of separation from your son, you have a severe headache. So okay, you may not get out of headaches in the spiritual world uh, or anxiety. You might be anxious about Krishna, not about yourself. So Gargasamita uh, describes how Krishna and Balaram were put in charge of the cows. They would walk in the forest, and the cows were walking before, in front of him, behind him, and on both sides gazing at Krishna and Balaram's faces. And the cows wore glittering golden necklaces, small bells, tinkling anklets, ankle bells for the cows also. And their tails were decorated with peacock feathers. They also wore peacock feathers too, the cows. And bunches of pearls. They were splendid with necklaces of nine jewels. So this is for the cows. Can you imagine? Nice. It's good to be a cow also in Goloka Vrindavan. It's not too bad. Yeah. Um, a crown jewel was placed between their horns. Their horns were plated with gold. Some had yellow tails and red hooves, decorated with red teeth. And they had good character and beauty. Accompanied by their calves. They, well, the calves got to go, sounds like. They walked slowly. There are others. So some were yellow, some multicolored, some black, some green, some smoke-colored, some cloud-covered, and all their eyes were on Krishna. Some had short horns, long horns, high horns, bent horns, like deer's antlers, and there were also many bulls, brown and beautiful. Millions and millions of cows walked at Krishna's side. And um, in Jamuna Shore, they walked, there were many beautiful trees, Kadamba, Mango, Bilva. And so Vrindavan Forest, uh, there was Govardhan. Govardhan is described here as made of precious gems. We don't see those nowadays. Uh, but who knows, maybe our Shilas are not just stone. There might be precious gems in there. But, uh, you never know. But don't look for them. Um, so beautiful trees also are there, and the uh, Nandishara Hill, so many beautiful forests in Vindavan. Um, so purport, it says, the word Padai indicates, Lord Krishna blessed the earth by walking on her surface with his lotus feet. So Govinda Lilamrita describes the glories of Krishna's lotus feet. If you just mention the glories of Krishna's lotus feet, removes one's thirst for everything else. So watch out, we're going to talk about Krishna's lotus feet. So you might end up losing your thirst for anything else. Um, we're going to talk about Krishna's lotus feet. They're expert in destroying calamities of those who meditate on them. So if you have any calamities in your life, meditate on Krishna's lotus feet. And I'm going to give some examples. Underneath his big toe, on his right foot, there's a barley corn. Like, it looks like like this, like this, a barley corn, a uh, barley seed. And if you surf his lotus feet, you get all opulence. So if you need money, uh, you can meditate on the barley corn of Krishna's lotus feet. Um, now also, another thing is that all your births and deaths are cut very short if you meditate on this barley corn. Now there's a line going up, and if you cling to his feet as if holding on to a lifeline, 
It will take you to the spiritual world. And uh, you cannot be held captive in this universe at all. Uh, and his lotus feet reach down to the lowest. So even if you think you're the lowest, don't worry. If you hold on to his lotus feet, you will be taken up. Now there's a, also an Ashtakona, an eight-sided eight figure. And if you meditate on that, then nothing is unattainable for you. If you have some desire, spiritual desire, of course, then it will, nobody can stop you. Nobody can stop you if you meditate on that eight-sided uh, figure. And uh, you're protected in the eight directions. And if you meditate on this mark, you get the eight mystic powers. So in case you want uh, mystic powers, just meditate on Krishna's so lotus feet. Of course, that's not the best thing to have. Better, uh, Narada Muni was talking about how he got, first he got knowledge, then he got mystic powers, opulences, then he got bhava. It was the last thing he got. So actually we're just aiming for bhava, we're not aiming for mystic powers. So we should just um, uh, see Krishna's so lotus feet with devotion, devotion. Now there's a triangle, and if you meditate on the triangle, you're, you're saved from the three miseries. And also you should concentrate on Krishna's lotus feet with body, mind, and words. Then there's an umbrella. The umbrella protects you from the rain of miseries in this world. It's also over downhill, which is... So Giriraj is on Krishna's lotus feet as well as Radharani's. And there's a chakra account that cuts down your six enemies, lust, anger, greed, illusion, bewilderment, and envy. And also gives light in the heart. It's the Tejatattva, the chakra, it's bright, it's the sun, it's full of light. So when we chant the holy name, then it's manifestation of light in the heart. That's how the light comes. And in a purport of first canto, second, chapter, uh, Prabhupada says, when you're chanting, when you're following, performing devotional service, Krishna switch on the light in your heart. So we want that switch to be put on, a switch of knowledge. So, um, and Haridas Thakur says, just worship Lord Krishna without duplicity. His name is like the sun. For like a slight appearance of the sun dissipates darkness of night, so a slight appearance of the holy name of Krishna can drive away all darkness. So that's how we get light in the heart. And even a faint light can eradicate all reactions of sinful life. And there's the flag, the victory flag. You become fearless if you meditate on the flag. Jaya Pataka is the name. <laughs> that's the flag, the victory flag. Victory, Jaya Pataka. We see he's, he's victorious over all odds. I mean, his body is not fit to be lived in, but he's still there uh, giving initiations and doing everything and saying, the first thing, he was just in the hospital, and as soon as he came out of intensive care, out of the hospital, the first thing he said, okay, when can I travel? Oh. <laughs> so this is the victory flag, personification of the flag. And then the yogis, they meditate, and, uh, and when the yogis meditate, the thunderbolt comes and smashes the mountain of sin. And there's a lotus flower which increases the greed for nectar in the minds of devotees. And the conch shell 
victory also, because it can tear the entire ocean of material existence. You can now step over it. So Prabhupada tells the significance of the Kanchal that Juva Maharaj, uh, all of a sudden he was in meditation, he didn't see the Lord, he opened his eyes because he's upset and he sees the Lord before him and falls down at his Lord's feet. And because he's just a child, he doesn't have knowledge how to offer prayer, so the Lord touches him with his conch on his head, and he's blessed with his ability to offer prayers. Now who can see Krishna's lotus feet? Kunti Devi tells us. Who can see Krishna's lotus feet? Those who continuously hear, chant, and repeat your transcendental activities, or take pleasure in others doing so. So if you can't chant, hear, or repeat, you see someone else chanting, you can also be happy and you can also see Krishna, so to speak. <coughs> so Krishna cannot be seen with our present eyes, conditional vision. Of course, we can see the deities, and if we feel devotion, then we can actually see Krishna there. <coughs> so now, we should practice meditation on Krishna, so to speak. We can be free from fear, free from miseries, free from sin, full of light in the heart, and conquer our enemies of lust, anger, greed, illusion, bewilderment, and envy. And uh, then we can be brought back to home, back to Godhead in Goloka and Dhamma. So I'll stop here if you have any questions. Yes, Punch Goda has questions. Of course. What would a class be without your questions? We see great saints, mystics, yogis performing austerities, you know, physical, mental, austerities to perform. It says that one can't achieve love unless Krishna gives it to you or, you know, he favors you. So it seems that, um, why is he giving it so easily just simply by chanting the Lord's holy name? Is that the kind of meditation that we have to do? No austerities and no great yeah. He's giving it so easily in Kali Yuga because they're all fools and rascals, Prabhupada said, um, that we, are, we don't have the brain, we don't have, we can't do the austerities of uh, Sata Yuga, where the Ashtanga Yoga process, or the, can't do the sacrifices of Treta Yuga, and we can't do the, we do deity worship, but not on the level of Dwarka, Dwarka Yuga, but we can chant Hare Krishna. Um, but the reason why I also gave this meditation on Lotus Feet is because while we're chanting, we can meditate also on the marks of Lotus Feet. Um, it's, uh, I, I find it quite nice to chant in front of deities because then you, you see who you're talking to and you get reciprocation. Yeah. Are <laughs> you yeah, yeah, we can get reciprocation. Um, so the marks of Lotus Feet is, is like. It's the same as Krishna meditating on the form of Krishna. And one day the form will come without meditation. So that's our goal. So when you say meditate, do you mean just, do we think of this Lord's feet as meditation, just a thinking process? Well, my, the way I do it is I chant japa and look at the Lord's feet marks. Because the japa is like you're praying to Krishna. 
But then if you're just met it here looking at a very specific part of Krishna's form. And so, yeah, that's what I mean by meditation. Japa, Japa has to go with it. The holy, nothing is successful unless you chant the holy name. So that's our process. Uh, there's a question back there. You want the microphone?
he has some marks on his lotus feet. And he gives the references in that book. And I remember one of them is Rupa Goswami. Sri Rupa Goswami has, has given this description. So you can look for that book, Lotus, Lotus Feet, Marks on Lotus Feet. I don't know the name of it. Uh -huh. uh, you have another question? Okay. Speak slowly. Do our deities have the marks on Prince? Do they? Do the deities have the marks? Well, we will have to ask Mukunda Dutta because I haven't been close enough for that. So that's a question for Mukunda Dutta. Prabhu Pujari or any of the Pujaris. Uh, um. Yeah, because none of them wear, I mean, it is called Some temples have them. Some temples do. I don't know if they have them here because I haven't been close enough. Mukunda Dutta. That's Hare Krishna. Any other questions? Jack, a glorious to shoot. 